the big thing you have to do when you're in this industry is you have to have a long-term approach, right? Everything we do is all about creating long-term partnerships that the partners we work with, you know, our general partners that offer deals with us, it's creating a long-term partnership with our passive investors. Hopefully I tell them within you know, five years, somebody chooses to invest. Hopefully they've had a great experience, both from the performance and the communication side, because both are really important. You can have, you really can't have one and not the other and have it be a good experience. And I think when it comes to really adding value and really helping people through education, it's just like things like this, these podcasts, putting videos out there, putting content out there, getting on calls with investors, and just really trying to find a way to add value. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth season of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. Real estate investing is not rocket science, but it's not a fairy tale either. It's an incredible investment vehicle that builds and grows wealth. I have done it, and this is why so many of the wealthiest people in America and in the world, actually, invest in real estate as well. Listen in every week to learn about all the different real estate asset classes, which strategies experienced and successful investors use to live their best lives, and the processes to do it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just listen in every week to grow your knowledge along with me and to move your finances to a place where you can live an extraordinary life. This show is sponsored by my company, Blue Lake Capital, where we help passive investors grow their wealth through large multifamily investments and funds. To learn more about my company and invest in with me, visit www.bluelake-capital.com. Welcome to Ready to Scale Season 4. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Ready to Scale. My name is Jeanette Robinson, Director of Investor Relations with Blue Lake Capital. Joining me today is Bronson Hill. You very likely have probably heard of him as he is well known for being a very strong capital raiser. He is the founder and CEO of Bronson Equity. He's been a capital raising coach for Kingdom REI, and he actually started off simply as a passive investor himself well over 16 plus years ago. A little fun fact that I dug up about you, Bronson, is that you're a singer and songwriter and that you actually have composed over 75 songs and occasionally perform in LA. So that was fun. Very cool. And yeah, really excited to be here, Janelle. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sing a song. Maybe we'll sing a song about, you know, ready to scale. <laughs> hey, I would love that. I would love that. Is this with the, what instrument do you usually accompany yourself with? Usually the guitar. I play a little piano and I can dabble on the drums or other things, but, you know, mostly guitar. It's guitar. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm almost done with your accolades, but not quite because I also found out that you're a board member. And correct me if I'm wrong, of Dracimber Foundation. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, that's right. Great, which is an organization that exists in human trafficking and modern day slavery, which actually was in the news fairly recent, you know, recently, if anybody didn't happen to catch that story. So, you know, I don't think that people always realize this is a real thing that happens. And I think it's wonderful that, you know, you're taking some of your time and energy to address, you know, making the world a better place. So kudos. Thanks. Well, it's, it's a huge issue. 20 to 40 million human slaves today. And we just, you know, let people don't know that it still exists. So I think it's something we got to do everything we can to stop it. When you have the knowledge and know that it, you know, exists, I think that you also have the responsibility, you know, to try to help do something about it. So I really do commend you. That's great. Thanks. All right. Well, you know, kind of segueing into our discussion points, 
one of the benefits of being a real estate investor and growing your wealth is being able to actually do something about some of the challenges we have around us. So let's talk about how people, you know, create wealth and all the different things that they can do with that, right? And typically, we stay very focused on real estate investing, which we'll talk about today. But you also dabble in some other interesting things. So do you just want to kind of share with us what's across your portfolio? Sure. Yeah. So we're huge on multifamily. I think right now, and I can get into this in a bit, I just think it's such a great time to get into multifamily. A lot of people are hitting the pause button, but I think it's the time to double down. So I'm hugely, you know, very invested in multifamily. A high percentage of my net worth is there. And then we also partner with the fifth largest operator of ETM machines in the country. That's a very consistent cash flow investment, probably the most predictable monthly cash flow I've seen. That's been really fun. And then also we have some stuff that's a little more speculative in the oil and gas world where there's a potential 100x or higher type of returns for some technology around the oil and gas space that we're working on right now. So we're kind of always looking at different things. And again, I always say it's not, you know, don't fall in love with the deal or don't fall in love with the asset. Fall in love with what it does for you, right? What are the returns? What are the possibilities? What are the tax benefits? What are the, how does it help you meet your goals, right? Yeah, I couldn't say it any better. And I have to say the ATM sounds extremely interesting to me, especially, you know, that you said it has consistent, very, very consistent cash flow. Just out of curiosity, how are people able to predict the amount of activity that an ATM is going to be, you know, receiving or using in a given period of time? Yeah, well, it's interesting. This is a lot of people that invest in ATM machines don't use ATM machines. Like I haven't paid a fee at an ATM machine in years, right? But I imagine probably the same for you and a lot of our listeners. But there's 5 to 10% of the population that uses them all the time. They're considered the unbanked or the underbanked. It's typically immigrants or people that have cash businesses, and they use them all the time. Even government benefits now come on debit cards. So they actually come on debit cards. So they're using them every week. So the two, $3 fees every week, it's not a big deal. You go and take 40 bucks, take 50 bucks, whatever, they take the fees. And so how this works, it's a seven-year investment. Typically the returns are very high, 100K invested. You know, Joe, this is just a, you know, this is not an offer of a, you know, but just kind of just give people an idea. It's around $2,000 a month paid out starting month four. And it pays out for seven years. So it's just the idea of having consistent cash flow. Multifamily is awesome because it offers a lot of appreciation. It offers a lot of tax benefits, but it hasn't been really predictable in some levels with cash flow, right? It takes a while for the cash flow to start. This one, the operator has not missed or reduced the monthly payment in over 10 years. So it's just, you know, for people that are saying, hey, I want cash flow, we found it, it really provides a unique space in, in the marketplace. Huh, very interesting, very cool. And, you know, thank you for kind of touching on The differences between the multifamily approach and, you know, ATMs, I think that's really helpful information. But of course, I also love what you said about multifamily and why the majority of your portfolio is still multifamily. And you also mentioned that, you know, you really believe that right now is the time to double down. So let's talk about that strategy in real time, right? Look at where we are in the economy. Why are you saying that in your opinion right now is the time to double down in multifamily? Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, the confused mind will say when something happens, like, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to wait. And the challenge with waiting is that right now we have this big enemy that's just eating away your money, even in your bank account. It's called inflation, right? So inflation, we see it at the pump, we see it at the grocery store. And so inflation, they say is eight or 9%. I'm of the belief it's more like 15 or 18%. There's a website called Shadow Stats. And it basically says that if you look at, you know, how they calculate it, the CPI back in 1980 or 1990, it was, it was a much higher metric. So if, if you, know, you actually use the same way of calculating, it's actually 15% or higher. So if that's the case, 
you know, money's just being eaten away. So if you basically have your money sitting for two years and you did not invest, you have it in cash, you can be losing 30 to 40% of the value of your money. So your money's still there, but it buys 30 to 40% less, right? So that, that's something really important to look at. So right now, also, if you buy a property, right now there's some really attractive deals out. Your buying price is fixed, but the interest rate can be adjusted later. So interest rates are higher, so the cash flow is a little lower. But what's going to happen, and if you look historically, the Fed has been raising rates. You know, they typically raise rates between 5 and 13 months, and then they start cutting rates. There, I don't think there's ever been a time where once they first started raising, they raised longer than 13 months. So 13 months, that would be in April. So I think we're at a point where either something is going to happen in the financial system where there's a crisis or a challenge or whatever, or we're in a recession and they say, we're going to start now cutting rates. And then what's going to happen with all of this money on the sidelines that people have just been waiting to invest, they're going to put it into assets such as multifamily, right? So I think it's a great time. I think we'll look back and say, man, I wish I'd gotten into it at that time because there's just, you know, again, it's a great asset. It pays you to hold it and you can always adjust the interest rate potentially later. Absolutely. I couldn't say it better myself. Definitely. And you're certainly right. Nobody likes to lose money. And I don't think people necessarily realize that by holding on to it and just having it sitting in your account, you think you're making the safer play. But in reality, you're literally losing money as it sits there. So not only is it not making money, it's literally losing its own value day over day over day. And I think that's really important for people to understand. So I couldn't agree more. Now, One of the things that I'd actually like to talk about that I think is interesting and that I think other investors will really be interested in is, you know, kind of this journey that you took from being an LP, you know, just a regular real estate investor yourself and really, you know, kind of transitioning over to, you know, what you do now, which is you have a pretty extensive portfolio, you know, you have some funds. You do a lot of different things and you're involved in a lot of different types of investments. So, you know, will you share with people kind of what was your process to evolve kind of over to this end? And did you intend to do it or was it accidental? Yeah. So a little bit of my background, I was a well-paid professional. I was making over 200000 a year and I was, you know, working in medical device sales. I worked with, in surgery with doctors and I had a small single family portfolio. It started with one house, you know, kind of became an accidental landlord and it worked out pretty well. So I started buying more houses, had this plan to grow my single family portfolio to 30 houses. I think I had five at the time. And I have this cousin I just hadn't seen in years. And I told him my plan to get 30 houses and retire and you know have quote unquote passive income. And he's like, you know, it sounds like a lot of work. Why don't you do multifamily? And so you know, I learned about syndication. He told me, you know, he just kind of gave me some tips. And then I just I learned how valuable it is to be able to raise money and to be able to, you know, have other partners to do things with you in a deal. No matter how much money you have, eventually you're going to run out of money, right? And I realize there's a lot of people out there that have money problems, meaning not that they don't have money, but that they have money and they don't know what to do with it, right? (laughs) So that's what obviously you guys do. That's what we do is we try to help people find passive solutions to help reduce taxes and have consistent cash flow over time. And so once I learned about how amazing that was, I was able to basically replace my living expenses. I wasn't able to replace my income right away, but I was able to replace my living expenses, which were only 50 to 70K a year through passive income. And then I was able to quit my great job and just be able to travel more and spend time with family and get, you know, really the things that I value in life really was more than money. It was time. A lot of times we say we want financial freedom, but really what we want is we want freedom over our time. So I watched people in the medical field, doctors that would make literally a million, two million a year, but they could never take a vacation. They were working 60 or 80 hours a week. And I thought, man, I do not want that kind of life. And so teaching 
and you know, being with people like that and saying, hey, how can I help them to learn how to passively invest? Even if it's a small amount of their net worth and they get the skill, they get the, the confidence that they could do this. And we watch some people actually be able to quit their jobs and become a full-time passive investor. So it's, it's been really fun, really fun to be a part of that. Yeah, no doubt. I know that that's a goal for a lot of our investors also. And it is nice actually seeing people achieve it, you know, seeing them go into early retirement because they have been able to build out enough passive income streams that they're really starting to live the life that they want. And, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that we get to help people do that for sure. Now, I'm curious too, because I know that, you know, you partner up with different different sponsors and different types of deals. And sometimes you do that through a fund of fund structure, which is something that we also have been building out on the Blue Lake Capital side of the house. So can you explain to maybe, you know, your average investor who's never really thought too much about wanting to get into full-blown syndication, but still has a lot of friends and families and a good network, like how that little crossover starts to happen. So how a fund of funds work, I think this is your question, just kind of how we structure it and kind of, you know, when it comes to raising money. So yeah, we've done some deals where, you know, all of our real estate stuff, I'm a general partner on. So I basically, you know, walking properties, I'm a passive investor, I invest my own money. I'm doing, you know, I have a pretty central role on the operation of the actual properties. When it comes to the ATM fund or some of this oil and gas or other things, we do the fund of fund structure, which just means we have a fund that we've set up. We've done some paperwork for that fund. And then we invest in whatever the asset is. And sometimes we negotiate better terms than if somebody were to go directly, right? We do additional I mean, background checks. There's things that we do as well, just to get some extra diligence. And then, you know, because we're bringing a million or five million or however, however much it is, we can sometimes get a better deal or even you know get into a deal that we would not be able to get into if we're just me or if we're just me and a small amount of people, we can bring more people to that uh, particular investment. So it's been really fun to be able to offer things that are beyond real estate. I mean, right now, I think with what I said about it being a great time for multifamily, a lot of people are saying, well, what can I do that's a little different? Or what are some things that maybe I can diversify a little bit? It offers some things that you know are, are unique that really as somebody who does real estate, you can offer some stuff that you know you don't hear about every day or things that you know have a potential 100x upside or have some very high upside. And you know, there's always risk involved in any investment, but uh, I think there's a place in a, in, in a high net worth person's portfolio, a lot of people to have something that's a little bit you know, higher risk, higher reward type of thing. So it's fun to be able to offer different types of offerings. Yeah, I definitely, you know, can imagine that it is. It definitely sounds interesting to me. Before we kind of jump into what we call the lightning round questions on the show, the other question that I think people would be really interested in knowing is, you know, when it comes to capital raising, how do you do that in today's environment? And, you know, before we started recording, you and I were talking about investor sentiment and, you know, how people are feeling both of us, you know, have experienced the same thing, which is sometimes, you know, the super, super ultra kind of newer investors are sitting this out, you know, waiting on the sidelines and, and really not, you know, actively investing. But a lot of our larger, you know, check writers and more seasoned investors are doubling down. I mean, they're really getting aggressive, you know, so we're both seeing the same type of sentiment in the market. So, you know, what would your advice be to somebody else that is trying to raise capital today in this environment since it's not exactly what it used to be, right? Yeah, so we we have our you know group Kingdom REI, which is a group of faith based entrepreneurs where we're helping to you know people to raise money or to find deals to, to get involved and do deals. And I think the big thing you have to do when you're in this industry is you have to have a long term approach, right? Everything we do is all about creating long term partnerships. 
that the partners we work with, you know, our general partners that operate deals with us, it's creating long-term partnership with our passive investors. Hopefully I tell them within you know, in five years, somebody chooses to invest. Hopefully they've had a great experience, both from the performance and the communication side, because both are really important. You, can have, you really can't have one and not the other and have it be a good experience. And I think when it comes to really adding value and really helping people through education, it's just like things like this, these podcasts, putting videos out there, putting content out there, getting on calls with investors and just really trying to find a way to add value, right? Because people, it's a very uncertain time for a lot of people. Now, Warren Buffett said this, he said, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. So this is a time right now, there's some fear out there. And there's also an opportunity, I think, to make a lot of money if you're paying attention and if you're you know, willing to go for it. So I, th- I think it's just people are looking for a guide through that. I did a video recently where I just kind of asked the question on my YouTube channel, like, is multifamily investing over? And that one video, my conclusion was, no, it's not over. But there was like 10 times the amount of views that I normally get for a lot of my videos. And I just think it's, it comes from addressing topics that people are asking when they're sitting up at night thinking what they should do, right? So if you can be somebody who can really help address those, you don't shy away from people's big concerns and you find a way to make them feel comfortable, whatever, over time, you become a trusted person and people typically invest in those that they feel like have added value to them. Excellent answer. Excellent answer. Yeah, great. I actually can't say it better myself, so we'll leave it right there. All right. Well, Bronson, this has been fun, but let's also remember to keep a little bit of the personal stuff involved and the human touch here. So I have five lightning round questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So what is an actual hobby that you have? Well, I do love, like you said, playing music and writing music. So that's a hobby. Uh, another big hobby is traveling. So I've traveled to 40 countries and I leave in a week for Patagonia, Chile to do a backpacking trip around there. That's a, a real hobby of mine as well. Awesome. Awesome. I'm jealous. That sounds very fun. I don't know what's the climate like there. I mean, are we looking at mosquitoes? Like I'm a little bit worried about the bugs. Yeah, I think it should be okay. We're coming into summer there. So again, this is winter here, but we're coming into summer there. So it's kind of late spring, early summer. So it should be early enough where it's well, but not too hot. We'll see. I mean, if I get come back and I'm just fitting all over my face, <laughs> and that I was wrong. So, I'm hoping it'll be good. So. Well, it sounds awesome. I hope you have a great time. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. What is something that most people don't know about you? And since I already let the cat out of the bag about you performing, sorry, you got to dig a little deeper. Yeah, dig a little deeper. I think most people don't know that I am so into personal development. I love, you know, I, I talk a little bit about goals and things, but I just realized like, you know, I've 20x increase in my net worth in the last four years. And a lot of that, I think I attribute to just being committed to personal growth and goals and affirmations and going to events and all the stuff that sounds kind of cheesy. But once you start doing it, it begins to change the way you see yourself. And when you change the way you see yourself and how you talk to yourself and how you show up in a room, people see you differently and treat you differently. And you really become this person that you wanted to become, which has been really fun to watch. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. I have uh, personally challenged myself this year with getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And when I first read it a while back, it took a little while for that to really resonate with me. And it sounds almost crazy to purposely make yourself uncomfortable and learn to be comfortable with it. But it's really one of those things that's required, you know, for growth and in any area of your life. So that for me is my mantra. So I'm on the same page with you there for sure. Now, what about books? When it comes to books, what is a book that you are currently reading or that you highly recommend investors need to check out? 
So there, there's a lot. I, I read a ton of books. There's a lot of good books out there. This one is actually one that I uh, have read. I, I kind of keep going back through this. It's called The Lifestyle Investor. This is my friend, my friend Justin Donald wrote this. And it just talks about like the Ten Commandments of Passive Investing and just a lot of things that it just really gets somebody put it into words of like, how do you actually you know, become more passive in a deal and how do you grow your wealth without taking more of your time and what are some ways to find invisible deals that are not generally available to everybody and things like that. So that's an awesome book. Very cool. I'll have to check that one out. All right. Now, one of the, the values that we have at Blue Lake is living an extraordinary life, which, you know, it definitely sounds like you are doing very well on that front, especially with your upcoming backpacking trip. But what advice would you give for others that really want to build an extraordinary life? How do you do that? I think the biggest thing in life really is purpose. There's one, a first, like kind of a old text that talks about without vision, people perish. And so the idea of like, you know, if we don't have vision for our life, we don't have a sense of purpose, then we just kind of exist. And you see this in people's lives. A lot of times, you know, when they're young or they're old, they'll just kind of like exist and they'll be there and they kind of fall into depression or whatever. But I think when you have a sense that I'm here for a reason, I have a purpose, I can make a difference. And for me, it's really fighting human trafficking or being a great dad or being able to travel or being able to give back to others. Those are all things that give me a lot of a purpose and a lot of sense of drive of like, you know, I, I don't have to work right now, but I work because I want to. And I work because I want to make a difference and I want to create transformation in the world. I want to create transformation in people's lives. By doing that, it transforms my own life, right? So I become a different person in the process of doing that. So I think getting a hold of a purpose and a why that's beyond yourself and really looking at contribution more than how much you can get. I think it's huge, huge, huge for just giving you a better life. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. All right. And last but not least, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? Um, yeah. So I wrote this book called How to Use Inflation to Your Advantage. It's 50 color pages on my website, bronsonequity.com. You can download it. I give some strategies. Obviously, real estate is one strategy because you can use debt to buy assets. There's some other cool strategies in there as well. So check that out. And I'm also on a lot of social media, so you can connect with me there. But I just love connecting with folks, talking about investing, passive investing, real estate, reducing taxes, all of that stuff. So look forward to connecting with uh, the individual that want to connect. Very cool. All right. Yes, be sure to check that out. I'm going to actually look into it myself. That was fast. You really jumped on it too. How long did it take you to put it together? That one took me, maybe it took me a month or two to put together, but just, you know, putting something together that provides a guide. And again, it's, it's something that I saw. We, we do these monthly events on either multifamily investing or on inflation. And so I just, it, just after here, having a lot, of, a lot of conversations around what's happening, I just feel like it's going to be here for the next number of years. I don't think it's going to go away immediately. I think it's going to be here for years. So that's something when you create a resource, if it's like something that people want for a month, you know, it's like, oh, it's not good. But if it's something like, oh, I think this is going to be relevant for a long time. So there's some strategies in there that people can use. So it's fun. All right. Very cool. Well, for those of you that joined us today, thank you so much for your time. I hope that you found this to be valuable and even inspirational. And in the words of Ellie, be bold, be strong, and keep moving forward. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bronson, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Jeanette. This is great.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.